NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver is a wrap, y'all. Let's talk about it right here on the Wrestling TakeOver Podcast. Welcome to... You're listening to the Wrestling TakeOver. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. TakeOver. Let's go. Maso Ciampa. Water. They put on the best match. On the entire show. I'm going to let you guys know that right now. Before I talk about everything that happened on this show. That was the best match on the entire show tonight. No disrespect to all the other matches. I feel like in terms of a wrestling perspective and aspect. This was a great show. Every athlete in here busted their ass. I seen it. I felt it at home. I know you guys felt it as well. But Walter and Tommaso Ciampa really stood out to me. I'm going to talk about that as we get into the review. But I welcome you guys back to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. If you guys have not subscribed and followed the show, I don't know what you guys are doing. Nobody's on my level in terms of creativity, you guys. If you want somebody that is going to be honest, not sugarcoat anything, is a leader, not a follower... But if you want someone that is going to be creative and bring all creativity to the table, I'm your boy. This podcast is for you. I promise you. Now, NXT TakeOver Stand and Delivered. The introductions was killer as always. The video package was great. It was a tremendous open for NXT. And we've seen... A lady, I don't know her name. If you guys know her name, let me know. But she was killing it on the guitar, singing the national anthem. So that was really cool to see. I felt the vibe. I felt the energy of TakeOver. It was great. It was really, really great seeing fans. Not a lot of them, but we still seen some sort of a capacity crowd. At TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, Night 1. It was great to see fans. And I felt that vibe even more watching throughout the entire show. Now, NXT, I understand people's mentality that during the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW, NXT was floundering. NXT was this. NXT was that. But guess what, y'all? NXT is moving to Tuesday nights starting immediately after WrestleMania. I can't wait next week. NXT is on a new night. I will be right here on Tuesdays moving forward talking about NXT. We moved away from Wednesday. We're now going to be on Tuesday nights right here on the podcast talking the black and gold brand. Let's get right into the show with Pete Dunne versus Koshida. They went one-on-one. Now, Pete Dunne previously was pretty much talking crap and talking shit to all the competitors. You know what I mean? Saying that nobody's on his level. I am the general from a technical prowess. Nobody's on my level. I mean, give me a break. I mean, I can't really blame Pete Dunne from that perspective. And he showed why no one's on his level. 
against Koshida. Now, the match was good. This was a good open to NXT TakeOver. Um, highlights of the contest. I took a lot of notes here. We seen Dunn grab Kushida and slammed him via a X-Plex as he does that X-Plex suplex. And Kushida landed on the apron, rib first. Kushida immediately was clutching his rib, was pretty much acting like he couldn't breathe. And so that was great selling from Kushida. I love that Pete Dunn does his X-Plex. It's a great move, and the visual looks great. Later on, we see Dunn hyperextended the left wrist of Kushida as pretty much this was the entire story of the match, which was the left wrist of Kushida. Now, then after that, we've seen both men trade shots. I've said this multiple times. I love seeing, you know, the wrestlers trade forearm shots, kicks, you know what I mean, palm strikes. It is what it is. You know, when they trade moves, it's really great to see. You know, I understand that they're not really selling it, really. But it's still really good to see. I love them doing that. And we've seen a lot of that throughout this entire match. Then Kushida comes back and lands a springboard elbow to Pete Dunne outside the ring. That was a really great spot. And I love that they are on the ramp, right? You know, they have some cushion. They have an area to walk. So Kushida used that to his advantage and did a springboard elbow to Pete Dunne. That was something cool. Now, he attempted a springboard again, but this time it was into the ring. But Pete Dunne caught him and snapped his fingers off Kushida as Kushida landed in the ring. So Kushida missed it. And then Pete Dunne immediately grabbed his fingers as he usually does. Finger manipulation and snapped, quote-unquote, the fingers of Kushida. So during the match, Kushida was getting his fingers attacked. He kept grabbing his fingers, clutching his fingers acting like he couldn't feel his fingers or anything like that. So that was great storytelling from Koshida's end. From Pete Dunn, you know, he was getting attacked, his back, and his body parts were getting attacked by Koshida as well. So that was very great to see. Both of them are great storytellers. Now, we've seen both men, they continue strikes, palm strikes, elbows, the whole nine yards. Towards the end of the match, Pete Dunn, you know, uh, Kushida, excuse me, applied an arm bar um, of Pete Dunn multiple times. And Pete Dunn kept escaping, kept escaping, kept getting applied, kept getting applied, kept escaping this and that. And it felt like it was more than five times, right? Pete Dunn would escape and then Kushida would apply the arm bar. Pete Dunn would escape and so on and so forth until towards the end of the match where Pete Dunn finally grabbed the rope again. Koshida attempted another springboard and pretty much Pete Dunne stopped that in his tracks, grabbed Koshida and landed the bitter end to defeat Koshida and he won the match. This was a good match. This was a great opener. I really enjoyed it. I don't really know what they're fighting over, but this is just some great wrestling from Pete Dunne and Koshida. Now, Pete Dunne, I want him to get away. From the Kings of NXT gimmick, the group. Pete Dunn shouldn't be in a group, in my eyes. Okay? He needs to go fight over the North American Championship. Or he needs to go challenge for the NXT Championship. Pete Dunn doesn't deserve to be in a faction. Okay? And if he is in a faction, he needs to be the leader of the faction. He's not the leader in this faction. With Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. 
Speaking of Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch, they're injured. So that's why I believe we're seeing the push of Pete Dunn in the singles division. We need to see more of that. I want to see Pete Dunn battle over the North American Championship and possibly go after the NXT Championship. So that was a great opener to NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, Night 1. Immediately after that was Match 2. This was the, uh, not excuse me, not Battle Royal, but it felt like a Battle Royal, but it had pinning variations with it. So it was Bronson Reed, Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Cameron Grimes, and Dexter Loomis with the winner going on to Night 2 tomorrow to challenge Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. Guys, this was a good match. Now, in the beginning, I'm not going to lie to you guys, it felt boring, right? I'm sitting there. I had some food. I had Carl Jr. I was chilling, watching some pro wrestling. But this match just felt really off to me in the beginning portion of the match. Now, towards the end is where things went absolutely chaotic. So, Dexter Loomis was in the match, right? I thought Dexter Loomis was going to win because he has history with Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. I mean, that's what I thought. I thought he was going to win. It made sense. The story made sense. That didn't happen. He actually got pinned. That was a shocker to me. The other one was a shocker. Another one that kind of pissed me off was L.I. Knight. Former Eli Drake, L.I. Knight. Why did he debut but lose? Can someone in NXT explain that to me, please? You have him debut. This is his first match. And you have him lose? I didn't like that at all. It kind of took away from the match. But the match, ultimately, towards the end, it picked up tremendously as Bronson Reed and Isaiah Swerve Scott were the last two. They traded shots back and forth. And Isaiah Swerve Scott landed his finisher three consecutive times and he still couldn't beat Bronson Reed but there's one thing during this match that really irritated me it wasn't LA Knight really it was the super kick spot to Bronson Reed from Isaiah Swerve Scott he super kicked Bronson Reed and Bronson Reed no soul to move and I get it though I get it he's a monster he's a machine He's a beast. But my God, have they ruined the super kick? Pro wrestling has ruined the super kick move. It's not a finisher anymore. It's just a placement move or a momentum move to go to another move. And so on and so forth. I don't like that. I really don't like that. I actually hated what Bronson Reed's did. I'm a fan of Bronson Reed. I was happy that he won. But at the same time, that's just me criticizing him. And not really him, but just the spot. I just didn't like it. But towards the end, this was a good match. Ultimately, it was a good match. The beginning was a little bit slow. That super kick spot annoyed me. Uh, LA Knight being a little bit... I keep calling him Eli Drake for some reason. I got to call him LA Knight. LA Knight, he got eliminated. Kind of sucked. But towards the end, it picked up tremendously with Bronson Reed and Isaiah Swerve Scott going back and forth. Trading shots, trading blows. Bronson Reed defeated and won the match via a splash from the top rope. Listen, Bronson Reed does the best splash in the business. 
It's not number one, but it's damn near top three. No question. This was a great splash. This was ultimately a great match. And Bronson Reed is going to face Johnny Gargano tomorrow night at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2 for the North American Championship. If this guy does not beat Johnny Gargano tomorrow, I'm going to be shocked. But I'm going to keep going with my idea with Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. I really want to see that for the North American Championship. Johnny Gargano keeps trashing Austin Theory week after week until Austin Theory had enough of it, and he attacks Johnny Gargano, and he's a babyface, and he goes after that championship. That is a great story that can be told. But it looks like Bronson Reed might win the title, and I'm fine with that. Next up, the best match of the night. Period. This match was tremendous. Five-star classic wrestling art. This was a masterpiece. That's just my opinion. Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter for the UK Championship. This match is the sonification of why I love this business. Of why I love professional wrestling so fucking much. And why I'm never going to stop watching. I was glued from start to finish. Walter slapped during the match. Walter slapped the announce table. And half of the board broke. Tommaso Ciampa was chopping Walter repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And Walter was taking these chops like nothing. Like a boss. Tommaso Ciampa, as he was continuing to chop Walter, he then um, attacked Walter by continuously chopping him. Walter then comes back and lands one. It only took one. So Ciampa was continuously hitting Walter with the boot, uh, with the chops. And then Walter came back, landed a big boot to Ciampa one time, and Tommaso Ciampa was laid out cold. So it only took one. He went for the pin, and Tommaso Ciampa was able to kick out. Tommaso Ciampa then landed a dozen clotheslines, shot after shot after shot, running the ropes, clothesline, so on and so forth. It didn't work because all Walter needed to do was chop Tommaso Ciampa. He chopped him one time. Tommaso was done. He looked like he gave up after that one chop. That loud noise with the chop. Listen, I've seen people on Twitter saying, oh, you know, if you had money on the line, would you have Walter chop you? It depends on how much money you're talking, bro. It depends how much money you're talking, dog. Listen, the people that get chopped by Walter, you guys are kings. Seriously. Because that sounded terrible from the house. I turned it up because I knew what was going on. I wanted to hear it loud. And motherfucker, I'll tell you right now, that was a gunshot type of chop. So... Towards the end, we see Ciampa immediately start coming back. And he picked up Walter and landed a Celtic cross. I didn't think Tommaso was that strong. Tommaso Ciampa's fucking strong, man. He picked him up not once, but twice. Because he did it on the top rope. And landed and knelt it a, another Celtic cross from the top rope. But Walter kicked out. 
Walter kept kicking out of moves by Ciampa. Ciampa doing everything he possibly can to beat Walter. False finish after false finish. The story was greatly told. Tommaso Ciampa doing everything he can. And even Walter looking kind of vulnerable. He was looking vulnerable and me as a fan kind of felt sympathy for him. Even though he's been a monster for all this time. A monster sometimes needs some sympathy. And I kind of gave it to him. Because of the way he was getting his ass beat by Ciampa. This wasn't just Tommaso Ciampa. Now this was 2018 version of Tommaso Ciampa tonight. Bald head. Just whipping ass. Taking names. Doing anything he can to win. At the end of the day though. Walter won and he retained the UK championship. This was a great decision. This needed to happen. You got to find the right opponent for him. You cannot just beat Walter. Tommaso Ciampa. I think the only guy that can legitimately beat Walter is Karrion Cross, Who's going to perform tomorrow night. I cannot wait to see what outcome that match is going to present to us. I want to talk about Walter's reign before I move on, you guys. Check it, all right? I know a lot of people in the IWC. There's some of you that might be agreeing with me with what I'm about to say, but there's some that don't don't agree with what I'm about to say. Listen, I know I've been saying for months that Roman Reigns needs to hold the Universal Championship for a very long time, at least until WrestleMania next year. I firmly believe that you're not going to change my mind on that. This man needs to go on a dominant reign with that championship to define his heel run. Period. End of story. Walter has been champion for God knows how long. More than two years, right? I believe I'm correct on that. That is a dominant reign. Because guess what? When somebody comes around... When someone that has been built up for the entire year and then he gets an opportunity, it takes one opportunity and he beats Walter for the United Kingdom Championship. I'm telling you right now, I tweeted this out on Twitter. The pop and the shock at all that the fans are going to give that guy that beats Walter is going to be tremendous. You guys are going to be speechless. I'm going to be speechless. It's going to be a moment in time. This run that Walter's on, I love it. I do not watch NXT UK, but I know who Walter is, and I know what run he's been on, and it's been great. And when he loses, when that time comes, when one guy's been built up for so long and who has a possible opportunity to dethrone the UK king and Walter that moment is going to be something we're never going to forget they got to find that right guy at the right time to beat Walter and become the new United Kingdom champion I love the run that he's on right now I want Roman Reigns to be on a similar type of run we need that in professional wrestling I understand people out there they are impatient and I don't understand why Unpatient, impatient, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm not talking about my fans. I love you guys. You guys might be some of them. I don't understand why 
You know, once you want someone, and he's only a one-time champion. Once you want someone to hold the title for a year, a year and a half, or almost a year, 11 months or nine months, and then you have that one person be built up that is on the level of the champion and has a real opportunity to dethrone the champion and does, wouldn't you be happy for that challenger to finally dethrone the champion once and for all? There's somebody that is on the level of a Walter. There's somebody that is finally on the level of a Roman Reigns. Because right now, nobody's on the level of Roman Reigns. Nobody's on the level of Walter. Who's going to dethrone Walter? That's the question. I can only come up with one person. That's Karrion Cross. I don't think Karrion Cross wants to go to the United Kingdom. You got to find somebody that is on the level of Walter. Until then, this guy needs to do two things. Retain the championship. Or he just needs to give it up himself. Because he wants new challengers. He wants to be new champion. Something's going to happen. Those two are the options. This was a classic match. This was a five-star classic. This will easily go down as one of the best matches in the entire year of professional wrestling. Easily will be on my list when I talk about some of the best matches in professional wrestling in 2021. Walter Tommaso Ciampa killed it. Good job, you guys. You guys did a great job. Next up, another great match in moment. Back-to-back killer bouts here. Next up was for the NXT Tag Team Championships, MSK, Grizzled Young Veterans, and Logato Del Fantasma for the vacated NXT Tag Team Champions. You guys, the story of MSK, they were injured, and then now they're back. This just made sense. They ultimately won and are the new reigning, defending, undisputed kings of the tag team division. When I seen them debut, I said to myself, they are going to bring a spark to this tag team division. And that is exactly what they did. Period. That's exactly what happened. We got MSK. We got Legado Del Fantasma. We got Brizango. Not a big fan of them as a tag team, but we got them as well. We got Everrise. We got the Grizzle Young Veterans. We got Imperium. We got those guys as well. Undisputed Era, are they really split? I don't know, but we got them as well. NXT Tax and Division might be on a rebirth right now. Because if not, then I don't know what the fuck this was. This was a outstanding tag team championship match. This defined it. NXT Tag Team Wrestling and brought me back and brought you guys back to old NXT Classic Tag Team Matches. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Tag Team Wrestling in NXT was kind of defining of NXT, to be honest with you, outside of the women's division and the main event, of course. But the Tag Team Division was there as well. It was very high on the priority list for Triple H. You felt it. You've seen it. You felt it and you've seen it tonight. It was a great match. MSK won. I'm happy they won. And the back and forth towards the end of the match with the Grizzled Young Veterans, they might have found their big rivalry in the tag team division and a feud that they're going to go back and forth on regarding those championships. Grizzled Young Veterans, MSK. Back and forth fighting over those championships. 
for many years to come in NXT. Something I would love to see. This was a great match. You felt the emotion. I really loved. What I loved about this entire thing, the story of Nash Carter grabbing Wesley's hand as, you know, Nash Carter was in the submission hold, pretty much going to sleep. And he was grabbing Wesley. He was grabbing his hand. Not saying anything, but looking at him, telling him to don't give up. Like I said, they didn't say anything, but you felt that that is what they were talking about. Grabbing Wesley's hand. Don't give up. Don't give up. Fight. I'm going to go to sleep. I can't have you tap out. So I'm going to sacrifice myself. I'm going to go to sleep. Right? I'm going to pass out. But I need you to bring it home for me, baby. I need you to bring it home. And that is exactly what happened. I loved it. This was great. A tremendous match. Another great back-to-back bout. And I really enjoyed this contest. The main event of the evening. Io Shirai. My boo. She is no longer the NXT Women's Champion. I'm a little disappointed. I really am a little disappointed, you guys. I'm not disappointed at Raquel Gonzalez. I'm going to say right now, Raquel Gonzalez is an absolute beast of beauty. I'm so happy that she is the NXT Women's Champion. If there was somebody I wanted to have take the title off Io, it was Raquel Gonzalez. But the way the match was going, I loved it. Io Shirai going to the top of the Titan Tron of the Stone Cold, you know, Titan Tron thing and jumping off of it via crossbody. That was great. This was a fun back and forth match. I really enjoyed myself. Now, Io Shirai went for her genius of the sky and she went for the pen. But Raquel Gonzalez kicked out, you guys. She kicked out. And when she kicked out, I put my head down and I said to myself, oh my God, Io Shirai is going to lose the championship. (laughs) And guess what? That is exactly what happened. She lost. She's no longer the NXT Women's Champion. Raquel Gonzalez is the new queen, the new boss in the NXT Women's Division. I got a couple things I want to say here. Number one, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, money for NXT. They know that. That's why, number one, she won that championship. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, in a future feud for the NXT Women's Championship. After Raquel Gonzalez runs through everybody, she finally gets to Dakota Kai. Maybe Dakota Kai dethrones Raquel Gonzalez. That might be a real possibility. Something to really think about. I was thinking about that when she won. So that was a little interesting tip there. Another thing I want to talk about. What is next for Io Shirai, guys? I don't know about you guys. I'm terrified. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I'm terrified for Io Shirai. I'm scared that Io was going to go to the main roster after WrestleMania. She's going to go to Monday Night Raw with Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley. Becky Lynch is coming back. 
Maybe Ronda Rousey's coming back, but I think Becky's going to go to SmackDown because of Seth Rollins. Ronda's going to be there, maybe. Depends. I'm fucking terrified. WWE fucked up Asuka. WWE fucked up Kyrie Sane. Out of those three women, Io, Asuka, Kyrie Sane. I like Io Shirai a little bit more than both of them. I still love Asuka. I love Asuka. But I'm just more of a big fan of Io Shirai. I'm telling you right now. From fan to chairman Vince. Triple H. But mainly Vince. Kevin Dunn. Bruce Pritchard. I'm telling you right now. Io Shirai, I believe she's going to go up to the main roster. If you fuck up Io Shirai, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to say. Unfiltered, absolutely. Damn right. But I'm going to have to be smart with what I say. But I'm going to be unfiltered. If Io Shirai goes to Raw and she's fucked up in one month. Io Shirai, you can't. But they've done it before, though. They've done it before with multiple people. I say, oh, EO can be fucked up. There's no way you can fuck up EO Shirai. They fucked up a lot of people coming up to the main roster. EO Shirai. I don't know, you guys. I don't know how to feel. I'm happy Raquel won. I don't want EO on the main roster. I just don't. I want Eel to stay in NXT. Maybe she wants to go up to the main roster. Maybe. Maybe she wants to leave. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. That's not a rumor or nothing. I'm just throwing it out as a possibility. But check this out, though. Eel Shirai can maybe get another opportunity at Raquel Gonzalez. But if that's the case, she's going to lose again. So I don't want Eel Shirai to lose again. She had a great run with that championship. I think she was the champion more than a year. That is a great run with that championship. She's beaten everybody in her path. Io Shirai is going to go up to the main roster. Io Shirai is going to go to Monday Night Raw. And I'm absolutely scared for my girl Io Shirai. Io Shirai did a lot for NXT. She really did. I kind of knew that she was going to lose just the way that they were presenting Raquel Gonzalez on a weekly basis. The way they were building up Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez is going to have a dominant run with that NXT Women's Championship. Who should beat Raquel Gonzalez? Taya Valkyrie should beat Raquel Gonzalez. Speaking of Taya Valkyrie, she is debuting in NXT. I'm happy she's debuting in NXT. I can't wait to see what she does in NXT. I can't wait. I'm very excited. I've been a fan of her for so long now. And we're going to see what happens with her. And she pretty much had a, a little video package. Frankie Mont. So she's not Taya Valkyrie. Her name is going to be Frankie Mont. 
What type of fucking name is that? Why couldn't she be Taya Valkyrie? I'm confused. Why couldn't she be Taya Valkyrie? Seriously. Is it, you know, an impact wrestling thing? I'm confused with that. I knew it was her because of the dog. I seen the dog and, and her legs were showing. I seen her legs and everything. And the little scarf that she carries out, you know? I seen that and I just don't like the name. I think the name is stupid. I think the name is un utterly stupid. And I personally feel like Ty Valkyrie should have been, you know, the name that she used. But it is what it is. She's going to debut. I can't wait for her to debut. I'll get over the name. We've always gotten over names. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. It's just a part of the routine in WWE, even in NXT. So it's all good. This was a great night of NXT. This was a great night of professional wrestling. I can't wait to see what happens. I feel like tomorrow's going to be a little bit better, though, personally. Even though night one was really, really great. And I can't wait to see what NXT does next tomorrow night on Peacock. Um, if you guys have not subscribed to Peacock, please go do so. Um, that depends if you have the WWE Network outside of the U.S. If you are in the U.S., which majority of my listeners are, and you don't have Peacock, you probably should start subscribing to Peacock. I'm just letting you guys know that right now. So, NXT. What, what, what's next for these people? What's next for these people? Let me start with Yo Shirai. I kind of went over it, so I'm going to kind of quickly go over it again. I think she is going to the main roster. I think she's going to go to Monday Night Raw. I'm telling you right now, if she teams with Asuka, I'm going off on a rant. I'm going off on a rant. Don't do that. Yo Shirai's different. She's the queen. She's the genius of this. You cannot... You can't screw up Io Shirai, man. I hope they book her correctly. We'll see what happens. Everyone's saying that she's going to go to the main roster right now. Everybody on Twitter is saying that. So we'll see what happens with her. That's my girl, man. Raquel Gonzalez. Who's she feuding with? Ember Moon? Tony Storm? I, I mean, I don't know. There's not a lot of women that she could legitimately feud with right now. Ember Moon's in a tag team. Tony Storm, she just lost to Io Shirai. So why should she be gifted a championship? Either way, she just lost to Zoe Stark tonight on the pre-show. Zoe Stark's a beast. I like Zoe Stark. Shout out to Zoe Stark. I'm a big fan. And I can't wait to see what you do continuously in the women's division. The ever-evolving NXT women's division. The best women's division in professional wrestling. NXT. So Tony Storm's a no-go. She lost. Ember Moon's an attack team. You got Io Shirai again. She could do a rematch with her. Um, but like I said, I don't want to see Io Shirai lose twice. So if Io's going to go to main roster, just go put my girl on the main roster, please. And just end it. This needs to be involving around Dakota Kai. Taya Valkyrie needs to get wins under her belt before she could challenge for any world championship. Simple. I will say the same thing with Tessa. It doesn't matter. So, this needs to be built around Dakota Kai, and I think it will be. And I'm going to go out of limb right now. I think Dakota Kai should reign as NXT Women's Champion as well. She needs to have one reign with that title. She's been so loyal with NXT. She's done everything Triple H has asked her. You need to give her a title reign. Just at least one, even if it's a month. Two months tops. 
and then give it back to Raquel Gonzalez. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, so we'll see what happens with that. MSK. I love those boys. I love those boys. Been loving them since Impact Wrestling days. I'm a big fan of those guys. They are a Cinderella tag team. The Grizzle Young Veterans. Listen, that's the top feud for those boys. Grizzle Young Veterans, MSK, they're going to have a ball, man. They're going to have a back-and-forth feud, a rivalry over those NXT Tag Team Championships. I know you got Imperium. I love Imperium. Um, I would love to see them challenge for the Tag Team titles as well. You got Ever Rise upcoming. You got some solid tag teams, man. Start rebuilding the rebirth of the NXT Tag Team Division. Started tonight. Don't fuck it up. NXT, I enjoyed it. It was a good show. Um, my grade for NXT before I get out of here, you guys, I'm going to give it a grade of a B. I'm going to give it a B plus. I'm going to give it a B plus tonight. Some good stuff from NXT, man. Great job, Triple H. Great job, Shawn Michaels and all the team of NXT, William Regal and everybody else on that squad. Keep doing what you're doing. And, um, Good night of wrestling. It's just overall wrestling storytelling and storytelling in pro wrestling. Looks like it's back in the black and gold brand NXT, man. I'll catch you guys next time. Make sure you go follow and subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And tomorrow night, I'm going to be right here again for NXT Takeover Deliver. Uh, night two tomorrow. And I won't see you guys until uh, Friday for Hot Topics. And then we got Saturday, WrestleMania Night 1. And on Sunday night, to close out this incredible weekend of pro wrestling talk, WrestleMania Night 2. It's the Creative King. I'm signing off. I will catch you guys next time. Y'all take care. Yeah, my truth for some robbers And he's playing Batman Fat, he's gonna rob him yeah. I got the Glock in my robbery 17 shots, no 38 Yeah, I got the Glock in my robbery 17 shots, no 38 Yeah, she's fine Wondering where she be mine Walk past, I pray